Hello and welcome to Who Is She, a podcast sharing the voice I wish I had in my 20s and navigating how to thrive in your 30s. I'm your host, Danielle, and I'm so glad you're here. This is a safe space to talk through all the in-between moments, consider different perspectives, and ultimately go for the life we want to live. Get comfortable and let's get started. Hey guys, it's your friend. I don't know why it's that. Oh boy, oh boy. How are you doing? I I feel all over the place. The best like um analogy I can come up with is jambalaya, partially because it has the word jumbled in it and partially because jambalaya is just a bunch of stuff in a pot and I just feel all jumbled like that and it's day one of my period um (laughs) and a couple days leading up to my period I was very not wanting to do much you know and then this morning I woke up and my hormones were totally different super happy super peppy still feeling like the physical effects of being on my period I'm not as strong I don't have the same type of energy but my mental and like spiritual soul energy was just very very high very high vibrations so anyway if you feel that way so do I and maybe we're cycle sisters it is Saturday January 27th which is day one of my period if you want to track and see how close we are together and being cycle sisters. Today's topic has been one of the most highly requested topics since before this podcast even existed. Every single time I put a question box on Instagram, which if you haven't, I I don't think it's possible that you don't follow me on Instagram because I feel like most people find this podcast through TikTok or Instagrams, but if you don't, go hop on there. Um, but every time I put a question box and I ask for what you guys want for podcast topics, this is always one of them. And I've been putting it off partially because I feel like it carries so much weight. It's so important. Um, and honestly, the last few weeks I've had low energy and it was one of those things that you put off and then it just feels way bigger than it actually is. Anyway, the topic today is how to make friends as an adult. I get a lot of feedback from you guys online that it seems like, which is true, I have been able to cultivate a group of friends around me that we actively do things together. I see my friends at least, at least once a week, but sometimes multiple times a week. And I do remember when that wasn't the case. I remember when. I had quote unquote friends, but I would never hang out with anybody. I like, and it was partially because life got in the way, you know, I get it. Whatever stage of life you're in, you're working a nine to five, you are just grinding to make ends meet. And it just seems like time is your um, most valuable and least common resource. I understand that. And you couple two people together like that who are always constantly busy like how are you supposed to I get it I understand but that doesn't take away from the human component of needing a community around you 
I'm going to pause and let that sink in. Just because you're super busy and you're trying to make ends meet and you're trying to stay above water and and you're not doing anything wrong, validating you there, it doesn't change your biological need to have community. And I would go as far to say that if you feel constantly burnt out and you don't feel poured into and it seems like the last time you were truly happy was months ago, I would argue that the community aspect around you has a lot to do with that. And if you don't have an active community around you, not people that you're by, not people that you're around by default, but people that are in your uh, life for by choice and that are, you are mutually using your time and your resources on each other. Okay. Everyone needs that. That's part of being a human. And like I said, I don't think this topic is actually discussed a lot, but it's something that I think back before social media, this was common knowledge and practice. But with the world going viral, we've unfortunately lost practice and experience to the point where it's common for what we're going to discuss today to feel weird. So we're going to talk about it. And the great thing is that this works every time, 100% success rate without fail, if you apply it right. So what I am promising you, what I am guaranteeing you is if you follow the steps that I'm about to tell you, you will build a community around you of friends who are in the same stage of life as you, who like the same things that you like, who have the same value systems that you do. But you got to apply it and it does require things of you. There's going to be parts of this episode where I call you out on your BS, okay? And you know it's always with love because it's to get you to the ultimate. I am a vessel to get you a message that you need to hear in order for you to get things that you want in your life, okay? All right, let's get into it. Step one, I need you to get real with your current situation. What I mean by this is before we even start to think about like, how am I going to make friends? I want you to think about your life. How social are you? How often do you do new things? How often are you exposed to new people and new places? Because more often than not, this is half the problem. And we're going to get to the other half in a minute. But logically, let's just think about this. If you're doing the same things every day and there's no deviation to your routine, which, I mean, this is going against... Everything's so conflicting these days, like morning routines and daily routines are for successful people and all that. And I understand that, but we're trying to do something new to get new friends. If you're around the same people, it's kind of like if you're trying to meet a, a partner or find a boyfriend and you're just, you're not getting out of your little bubble. How, how are you supposed to find him and how is he supposed to find you? It's the same thing. So... The point in identifying this is to get you to buy in to the fact that you're going to have to do different if you want different. An example of this, when I was, when I was working my first job out of college, I had a very strict routine 
because I was really, really hard coded in like a type A personality. Um, and I was actually pretty unhappy. And there's an episode on it. I think it's episode three and it's um, the ducky mindset episode. So if you feel like your whole life is kind of like way too structured and you're always upset, always annoyed, nothing pleases you, go listen to that. Um, but basically I would wake up at 7 a.m. No, that's false. I'd wake up at six o'clock, not put any effort into my appearance, get to work by seven, work from seven to four, and then drive to the gym and work out from like, I don't know, five to six thirty-seven, and then get home, eat, watch some TV and go to bed. That was my every day. I didn't do anything different. I did nothing social. And that was Monday through Friday. And then Saturday and Sunday came around. This is so sad, but I'm just going to like expose myself here. Gosh, I haven't thought about this in such a long time. I did not, when I say I did not always have the community I have around me, I mean it. Okay. Mm, I'm just going to tell you. <laughs> okay. There was a point in my life that I was very obsessed with fish. Okay. I know it sounds weird. And specifically, I really liked goldfish. <laughs> this was not during a childhood period. This was, <laughs> this was after college. This is the same uh, time period that I'm telling you about now. I was 23, 22, 23. And it's before I got Charlie. I think it was because it felt like the first dose of getting a pet by myself in my own place um that wasn't a dog because I felt like a dog was too much in a shared space so like anyway I was like I'll get fish and I just became obsessed with a fish um specifically the like um special goldfish basically there's a bunch of different type of goldfish and I like the ones there's orange ones and there's black ones and then there's speckled ones and some variations of them have like big googly eyes and I still think they're pretty awesome but basically I had this fish thing and so I got a, f a fish tank I got a few fish I had um I had one friend at the time um and I'm pretty sure she knew she was my only friend and this is a period of time that after college everyone goes their separate ways and there's not that many people local anymore and so my one friend who I was close with in college Megan Meg um we went to the fair uh and I won a goldfish from one of those like ring toss things. I'm like surprisingly good at that. I can always win fish. Um, anyway, I got one. I named him Steven. Um, and I had to, we like stopped by PetSmart on the way home, got a fish tank, this and that. Now I have a fish tank. So I'm like, I can fill it with other fish. So I start getting more fish. Anyway, when I tell you I didn't have any friends, I had this one friend, Megan, and I remember the way that I used to interact with her. I used to like blow her phone up if she wasn't paying attention to me and just text her in all caps, Megan, <laughs> because I don't think I really knew. I was trying my best, but I didn't know how to be a good friend. And so Anyway, the reason I bring up fish, the reason I tell you this is because I had that schedule Monday through Friday, okay? And then the weekends, this is also before I found faith, so I, it's not like I was going to church. 
I had to figure out what to do with my time. And oh, I, my heart breaks for this girl. But you know what? There might be people out there that identify with this. I remember weekends where I had to plan trips to PetSmart to give myself something to do and make me feel better. And I remember those weekends and those times being like, well, how, much, how long can I really spend at PetSmart? And gosh, my heart just really breaks for her. Um, and at the time, I felt like, why don't I have any friends? Like, I'm a good person. I'm nice. I, I, I think I have things to offer. I don't understand. I don't get it. And so, again, on theme of everything with my content, things I wish I knew about making friends earlier in my 20s as a 31-year-old. And I think I am a champion at this now. Like, I can do this like nobody's business. So I went from that, planning trips to PetSmart, having no friends, and um, and really just having no community around me to building this community around me. And the reason I told you all of that is because part of the main problem of that situation was that I had the same routine every week, every day. I did the same thing. I did the things that I was supposed to do and I didn't talk to anyone. And then I went home and I lived in silence. And so there's a level of responsibility that we, an awareness, there's a level of awareness that we need to have when we go into something like this and we're trying to build community. And there's no blame associated here. It's awareness so that you don't miss opportunities as they come to you. Because when you turn this awareness on, you would be surprised at what you'll find around you. Okay? The next step, step number two, is I want you to put aside the, quote, making new friends topic for a second and think about what new aspects of your life you want to bring in. Maybe you've wanted to learn to dance. Maybe you want to learn how to salsa, whatever. Maybe you want to get back into something you did before. Maybe you want to get back into swimming. Maybe you want to get more into reading. Maybe you want to grow deeper in your faith. Think about the things that would make you happy in life. We're going to put bring back the topic of making new friends in a second, but just think about that for a second, okay? I'm going to give you a second. I need you to think of just one thing. Just one thing. Okay, you got it? All right. The reason I say this is because there's always a new environment that you can put yourself in with new people and potential new friends based on the things that you're interested in. And I actually believe that the things that you're interested in are part of your purpose. And so none of this is coincidence. Um, and people can be part of your purpose too. So for example, if you want to learn how to dance, you start searching for dance classes and go to a dance class. You want to get back into swimming, you can find a gym that has a pool. You can join a swim club. If you want to get more into reading, there's book clubs. I think there's book conventions. Um, and obviously you can check out different libraries um, or bookstores. Um, if you want to grow deeper in your faith, there's a 
bunch of different ways that this can lead to, to community, different Bible studies, life groups, serving at church. It really is endless. But like I said, there's different environments that you can put yourself in based on the things that you want or interest you in life that will lead you to the friendships that you're supposed to have. And this is important because we're going to be intentional about the type of people we call into our lives. Part of the problem is that anytime you make a new friend, this is the feedback I've also gotten, not anytime, sometimes, they're not super aligned with where you are in life. Or maybe this has led you to this point where you had a group of friends, but they're all coupled up or married or um, moved away or it's just after college and no one's in the area anymore. And so you're at different stages of life and you might be interested in different things. And another thing I want to call out, and I'm not placing blame, I'm just calling it out so we're aware is I feel like culturally today, the only times we're actually social, where we have the possibility of running into someone new, is when we're at the gym, maybe, maybe, because I feel like people go to the same gym a lot, (laughs) but mostly at bars, bars and the club. And if you're making your friends at the club or a bar, And I'm not judging, I'm not hating, I'm just saying, when you get together with those friends, guess what they're probably going to suggest you guys do? Drink. And if you want that, love it for you. But I'm guessing you don't. Especially if you're not really a drinker. I'm not really a drinker, okay? And so if I met all my friends at a bar... And I've been in, I have to say, I've been in situations in the last year where the main activity was drinking and I just, just barely made it. (laughs) I mean, I don't have stamina for that and um, yeah, it's just not my thing. So it, it doesn't align and if it doesn't align for you, I just want you to be cognizant of where you're meeting people, okay? Um, Okay, what's next? Oh, also, I want you to think about how you've met any friend ever, literally since the beginning of time, kindergarten, preschool, all the way through this moment right now. It was through school, a sport, a hobby, or an activity, or another friend while you were doing something social. So, and I really want to drill this point home. You think about your friends in high school. You met them because you went to school together and you were there every day together. So you had a common, I wouldn't say interest, but common interest, common environment that you were going to every day. Maybe you were on a sports team or a dance team, same thing. Um, Or maybe you met someone through another friend But in order to do that, you had to be social. So you get my point here. It's about location, environment, and recurring occurrences. Okay? It's not like you can just go to the farmer's market once and then expect to have a community around you. All right. Now, step three. 
I want you to start living the life that you want to live. Go do the things or thing that you thought of. Dance class, swimming, book club, Bible study, serving at church, pickleball, dog park. I I, I don't care. Whatever it is, I want you to go do it. Not just say you're going to do it. You need to actually do it. This is where I'm calling you out on your ish, okay? I don't care if you're tired. I don't, if you say, okay, the dance class is Tuesday at seven. I'm going to go. And then Tuesday at six o'clock rolls around. And it's like, uh, do I really want to, I have to get ready and I have to, no. You want to make friends, this is how you're going to do it. Get your booty up, get yourself together, grab your keys, and go. All right? Now, the only thing that you need to do when you get to this place is I need you to introduce yourself to as many people as naturally possible. I don't mean that you're running around, hi, I'm Danielle, hi, I'm Danielle, hi, I'm Danielle. No. You are a human that has existed on this earth for as long as you have lived. So I trust that you have the know-how to make eye contact with someone and know when the appropriate time is to just pop in and say hello. But you're going to do that. So you're going to make eye contact with people and then when you feel the time is right, and I, I, I get that this could be tricky because if, if you deal with anxiety or social anxiety, it could be hard. But most times, okay, let's say this is at the gym and someone's in the middle of the set. It's probably not a good time to come up to them, but they just finished a set. They're probably going to sit there for 30 seconds to five minutes. That would be a good time to just walk up and you, you're going to say this. Hi, I'm Danielle. It's my first time here. I thought I'd introduce myself. That's it. Then let the conversation flow. It's okay if it ends quickly. They might just say, hi, I'm Rebecca. Nice to meet you. And if they don't say anything else and they don't um, ask you any questions, just say, so nice to meet you. I'll let you get back to whatever it is that they're doing. That's it. If you do that and you do it as many times as you can while being natural, you have succeeded. That is step three is introducing yourself and you're going to do it just like that. Mission accomplished. There's no secret formula to asking the right questions at this stage. That's all you need to do. Okay. Step four. If you are bad with names like I am, I want you to make a note in your phone titled new friends. And if you're going to be participating in multiple new activities, you can even make multiple notes based on the location or thing. But you're going to write the name of every person you meet and as many physical characteristics about them so that you can remember. And then any subject that was brought up in conversation, for example, if they mentioned they have a dog or a book they're reading or whatever it is, so that you can remember this for the next time that you see them. Now, I've just told you that you're going to participate in something new, but I also want to call out here that all the steps that we're outlining are entirely possible with your existing life as is. For example, 
I bet you you go to certain places outside of your job on a regular basis, i.e. the gym or church or the grocery store. That might be a little bit weirder, but you know what I'm saying. Let's take the gym, for example. It's always my example. But somewhere you frequent, I bet you you don't know very many people in there because that's not uncommon. You recognize the same faces every day because people go back to the gym, but I bet you you've never actually spoken to them. You can apply the same thing and you would just say something like, hey, I've seen you here so much in the last uh, couple months. I figured I just introduced myself. My name is same deal. Okay. It's so funny because I've done this so many times. When you walk up to someone, it takes two seconds for their face to go from confusion to just total open, warm happiness because everyone's just doing their thing, living their lives, quite frankly, being antisocial because we're all doing our own thing. It's the whole technology, social media, headphones in the gym, head down, not connecting. That's just the way of the world now, but we have it ingrained in us to interact with other people. It's in our DNA. So I guess what I'm trying to say is you can do this in your normal activity, your normal lives. And if you're scared about doing this, from my personal experience, it's like a split second of confusion and then just the biggest smile and the most warmth. Okay. People love it. People absolutely love it. Like, think about it. Think about if some nice person, I'm going to say girl because I think we're mostly girls here, the girls and the gays. Let's say some nice girl came up to you and was like, hey, I thought I'd introduce myself. I see you all the time. My name's Jenny. Wouldn't that be cool? Like they wanted to come up to you and introduce themselves because they've seen you and they want to interact with you. Like how flattering is that? Who doesn't want to make more friends? Okay. Okay. Step five. You're going to keep doing those activities. Keep showing up. Like I said, you can't just show up once and then expect there to be a relationship out of thin air. When you show up, your assignment is to verbally say hi to the people that you meet. Continue introducing yourself as you go. So there might be new people that are at these places and do the same thing. Um, so your phrase can change from this is my first time here to I just started coming here recently and I thought I'd introduce myself or, um, you know, let's say it's been a month or two since you started doing the thing. You could say I've been coming here for a while and I'm trying to make friends. My name is Susan. Okay. And saying things like that are such disarming statements because chances are the person at the other end of that wants that too. They just, like you, who are listening to this podcast, don't know how, okay? Who doesn't want more friends? Everything, it's all good. All right, so you're going to keep showing up. You're going to keep introducing yourself. And then as you see the people that you've already met, you're going to keep saying hi, maybe a little conversation here or there. But now, step six, that you've exposed yourself multiple times to these people, and have had multiple conversations, not, you know what I mean by expose yourself. You have put yourself in a position to like say hi to people. I want you to exchange social media. This is another one that like 
five to seven years ago, I was like, I do not understand. And I actually had a couple friends that were really good about at this. And I was like, how do you do that? How do you go from being an acquaintance with someone and maybe like waving at them or saying hi briefly to exchanging information? That seems so weird to me. It seems so... Uh, nerve-wracking to me it seems so forward it seems icky and from what I remember the two people that I talked to about it who were really good were just like it just naturally flows and it just happens and that didn't really help me so I'm going to tell you what I learned and exactly what to do in order to make it happen okay so you keep showing up to your things you keep saying hi maybe a conversation uh flows So what that sounds like is you're going to have to start saying things like, how was your week? And they're going to say, oh, it was, you know, it was all right. Work was crazy. And then that you're going to ask another question. What do you do for work? So it's question asking. Uh, Maybe it's something like uh, a fun one. Someone asked me this at the dog park what was it it was like um what was the best part of your week or what made you smile this week or whatever and you're just gonna ask the question okay as you keep showing up you're gonna ask a couple questions to the people that you're meeting and through these questions and the conversations that you have you're gonna learn things about the people that you can add to your notes so that you don't forget in your phone But you're going to start to get information that can lead you to the exchange of phone number, social media, okay? What that sounds like is, hey, how is your dog? How, you know, did you guys go to the dog park this week? Or um, I really want to try this new coffee shop. Have you tried it? Do you want to come? And you're just going to like, it's very light. It's very... It flows based on what you already know about the person. It's kind of a version of, you know, asking someone on a date. And you're going to be able to assess if the person is interested in, you know, doing something with you. Like you can tell from their body language, the direct eye contact, the smile, you know, it's, it's very apparent. So you can use your judgment there. And if that's too overwhelming, the perfect middle ground for this, because obviously if you're asking someone to do something, the next follow-up would be, what's your number? But the perfect middle ground, if that's too aggressive and you're telling me, Danielle, I just cannot do that. Like I would just die. Fine. Here's your middle ground. When you see the person, hey, Jackie, how you doing? Fine. How was your week? Pretty good. Hey, before you run off, um, are you on Instagram? Just like that. Are you on Instagram? Because yes, 99% of the time they are. And what is important about that is you can continue to get to know them through what they post on social media. So you can see what restaurants they go to. You can see if they go to sushi every week. You can see, you know, other interests that they have. You can see if they have pets. You can see what kind of friend group they have around them. And I know that not everyone is super active posting on social media, but chances are they'll post a couple stories at least 
during the week and you'll get some sort of information from that. And then you can sort of do the back doorway into that of um let's say they post their dog or they're at the dog park. You could do the same thing that I just said that you had just told me through this podcast was too much and just say, oh my gosh, we should hit the dog park together through Instagram messages. You reply to their story. It's brilliant. It's genius because it's really no pressure. Um, and it's just the perfect middle ground. And as you do this, let's say you use the Instagram method first while you build confidence your confidence is going to build to the point where you don't even need to do that you can just flat out ask people to do stuff or um ask them for their number so either way both of those methods are extremely successful and i promise you it will work another pro tip here pro pro tip and this only works if you have um how do i say this you have the thing happening already, which will make sense in just a second. But here's the pro version. Hey, me and some friends are going to dinner or me and some friends are having a girl's night at my house. Do you want to join? So this is a perfect buffer because it can be really intimidating to go do something one-on-one with a new person. And I understand that. Um, but bringing them along, along as like, you and an existing friend are going to go get coffee and you just invite them to conversation between three people is so much easier than just one-on-one. Um, and even better if you're having like a girl's night or a dinner at your house and they, you invite them as a guest, that's, it's kind of an honor to be included. Um, and It makes people feel really special because everyone wants what we're talking about here. Everyone wants that group of girls around them that do the weekly dinners or get together for whatever on a regular basis. Like, And think about how special you would feel if someone invited you along to theirs. You know what I mean? So that's another really great way to do it. But I understand that if you're starting from the point that I did where I was obsessed with fish, that that might not be a possibility because I didn't have that going on in my life yet. But if you do and you're just looking to make more friends or maybe um, expand your friend group because people are, you know, getting into relationships or getting married or having babies or whatever, um, that's a a good tip there. And then the last step in this, which I think is arguably one of the most important, is keeping those friends okay this is also not something that's talked about and is unfortunately a dying art um but being an intentional good friend i think part of the reason if i'm really really honest why i didn't have friends back in the fish days is because i was pretty selfish i wanted people around me to support me for me and fill my time and do fun things together from a selfish perspective. Now, wanting community and wanting all those things is not selfish if you are willing and actively want to pour back into those people. 
And I think I just didn't have the right heart posture for it at the time. So what I mean by this is when you, I have this methodology that I've adopted and it is a game changer for any relationship. Um, New, old, family, romantic, friends. And it's the ask three methodology. When, okay, let me back up. Being an intentional friend, it doesn't mean reaching out to them to see what they're doing to fill your time. It means reaching out to them to see how they're doing with nothing in return. And something I've adopted over the last couple of years that has helped me be a good friend is anytime I think of someone, I'll text them right then and I'll tell them that. Not asking them for anything. I say, hi, friend, how are you doing? I've been thinking about you. Or if I know that they were going through something, they have something coming up, that's a big deal, whatever, I'll ask about that. Um, But anytime you think of them, just shoot them a quick text. Most people, I would say, I might get hate for this, but I'm just going to say it. You can pull out your phone at work and send a quick text. Because I think that that's like, Part of the hang up is like, oh, like I thought about them today, but I, I meant to text them, but I just never sent it. I never typed it. I never sent it. Think about how thoughtful you would be if you were able to, every time you thought of someone, like let them know that. So that's number one. Now, um, I've also extended this to when I think of my friends, I'll call them. And I mentioned um, the ask three methodology. And It can be kind of weird if you're just starting to do this and you don't really know what to say and you're just calling someone and you're not asking them for anything. So what do you say? So you're going to do ask three. And that is very literally ask them three questions. So you can always start out with, how are you doing? What did you do today? And then you ask a follow-up question about whatever they told you, how they're feeling, the activity they did, what's coming up for them um, anything. And it's funny because at the point of the third question, they always open up because we're so used to someone being like, Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? It's like very surface level. It's almost like, um, a dance that we all do. And we don't really get to the actual meat of a conversation because it's just like a societal thing that we've adopted. But by the third question, typically people open up and you can have an actual conversation. So just ask follow-up questions and typically by the third question, they get there. And then invite them to things. If you are thoughtful, you're texting your friends, you're reaching out to them with not selfish intent, and you're inviting them to things, I promise you that is going to turn back on you and guess who they're going to invite to their things now. Guess who, because you've been so thoughtful to them, guess who they want to hang out with? It's you because you're a thoughtful, kind, good friend. It's just, that's the way it works. All right. If you do these things and you keep doing these things, I promise you, you will 100% make friends and you will 100% keep them. It is a foolproof plan. It works 100% of the time, but you have to do the things that we outlined. You can't get lazy. 
when it comes to putting yourself in new environments or talking to people. And you have to show up both physically and um, emotionally in being able to be a good friend in return. But if you do these things, I promise you, watch how the circle around you changes and the quality of your life changes because you're trying new things and doing the things that you've always wanted to do. So it's like a win-win, okay? All right, guys, this was great. I hope you enjoyed it. I think that this is an episode that is going to touch a lot of people um, because like we talked about, not many people are practiced in this and we all want it. So I would love if you take a screenshot of this or um, I don't know, share this somehow, share it uh, to your friends that already exist or post it on your story or maybe you take some of the steps and you tag me in your story as you're doing them. That would be so cool to see you guys doing like all new things. You're at like the swim club or the pickleball place and you're like, I'm trying it, Danielle. That would be so cool. So tag me if you are um, doing new things or um, if you loved this episode and you want to share it, that would be great. And I'll see you on the next one. Bye. This is the part of the podcast where I ask you to subscribe, leave a five-star review and share with your friends. Even if you want to like screenshot this and tag me on Instagram and I'll repost you on my story, I would so appreciate it. Word of mouth from your friends is the most powerful way to share something of value. So if you could do that for me, I'd love you forever. Okay. Love you. Bye.